0: no need to smooch the heinies knees of our guests it's honor enough to be on this fine radio show but we i we will tell you this not only is roger hedgecock one of our favorite people in radio and politics he's just one of our favorite people to talk to on the air or off is the mayor of san diego syndicated talk show host writer thinker realist roger hedgecock roger how are you sir
1: Hey, I'm great, guys, and, and thanks for having me on. It's always a privilege to talk to you. That's nah, been
2: too long. We yeah. really need to do this regularly. I don't know what where to start, I mean, because we got the debate and everything, but this is top of mind just cuz I just I just saw it up on the TV. So a poll has come out, 51% of Americans th- think Trump is racist. Trump's response was, "I'm the least racist person in the world." <laughs>
1: <laughs> of which, course, of which, course I- it was. <laughs>
2: Which I find fantastic. Wow. Anyway, any comment on that whole dust-up about the, the tweets and the being racist before we move on to the debate?
1: Well, I think that Trump has won this thing on Baltimore because everybody, back to the Revolutionary War Congress, uh, has been criticizing Baltimore uh, and just because they're sarcastic enough in that city to call themselves the Charm City. <laughs> it's quite the opposite of uh, the mayor. A previous mayor uh, of uh, Pew of uh, Baltimore uh, was talking in her campaign all the time about the smell of rats. And I think, as you pointed out last night, one of the local uh, stand-up reporters, uh, this reporterette was out there, and she was uh, doing a little stand-up on how Baltimore was so incensed about these charges of being a rat-infested city. And at the same time, the cameraman pans over to a pile of junk behind her, out of which comes a large rat. About the size so, of a schnauzer. Exactly. And I thought, you know, I mean, these people can't be making point, uh, Trump's point, uh, you know, enough, uh, enough. They're certainly doing a good job of, of making what he said absolutely true.
0: Well, not only that, and that's absolutely a great point, but those of us who think racism is insidious and corrosive and evil and a and, and hundred other things, when you call absolutely everything you don't like racist, that yep. absolutely removes the ability to use that word to achieve anything good. That was part of Trump's
2: response today to that poll, is that, well, people have used the term racist so often, it's gotten watered down, and what does it mean now? That, that's a, That's a decent way to look at it.
1: No, it is, and I think that's absolutely true. It's, it's an overused word at this point, and it just makes, you know, no sense. It's just like calling somebody a Nazi. I mean, seriously? Uh, <laughs> it's so overused that, that it has no meaning.
0: So as you watch the, the debates here, the clips and the analysis, and look at the uh, the unicornian uh, wing of the Democratic Party versus the poor beleaguered realists, do you have a sense of who's got the better chance to prevail in the primary and, and Why?
1: The activists of the of the Democratic Party, the leftists, uh, were were celebrating today all over the media the victory, as they saw it, of Warren and Sanders uh, uh, and their and their populist um, socialism uh, defeating the, the the more realist centrists, uh, the um, Steve Bullock, Montana Governor, or Delaney, that Maryland Congressman, and their attempts to try to uh, bring a little realism into it. Somebody else did a tally, by the way, of the cost of all of the hey, If you elect me, and I'll give you free, you know, fill in the blank. Uh, the cost of all that, just by what was said last night, two hundred trillion dollars. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, we're on that bandwagon a hundred percent. But man, I, you just can't get, especially your rabble. In the, uh, in the crowd, to give a damn about what something costs. You've, I mean, is, well, you've run for office. The kids are planning the vacation.
2: You've run for office. It's always been true. You know, if you're a politician and, you, and you're and you up there, I, I assume it's always been true. And uh, whether or not it was true for, for you, you could tell us, um, that you say some things that you realize are... You know, uh, play to the audience a little bit, not 100% accurate or not doable or whatever, but it's part of what you have to do to win. Um, is that just the way it's always been? And are we in a worse stage of that now than we've been in recent times?
1: Well, we're certainly in a worse stage. Back in back in the day, it was a long time ago. I mean, I won a lot of elections locally here in San Diego. But I, I just um, uh, didn't, you know, as a as a practicing lawyer, I just thought, you know, you can't overpromise because then you got to go in there and actually do it. Uh, and you remember the old Robert Redford movie, The Candidate, where he he gets elected, and then he turns to his campaign manager and says, "Now what do I do?" Yeah. And so it's a you know you don't want to be in that position, but today these people are in that position. I think the winner last night, by the way, of this debate was Donald Trump. Because if he gets one of these crazies as an opponent, no one's going to vote for Donald Trump. I mean, he's a universally unpopular guy who you wouldn't want to have over for dinner uh, for fear of what he would say about your next-door neighbor's mixed marriage or whatever. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, Oh, jeez. <laughs> It's a, uh, you know, it's a situation in which he's gonna have to come up against somebody that you, you, you look at the, the choice and you say, just like with Clinton, you look at the choice and say, no, 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 no. I can't go that way. That's just too much. I mean, basically these radical socialist Democrats are trying to make Americans believe that lowering their take-home pay will be a good thing.
0: Right, well, yeah, the government will take that money and use it far more efficiently than private enterprise ever could, which is, uh, that's, that's rich. And
1: nobody believes that, given, given the headlines, particularly, let's take an example of what the VA has meant over the last decade
0: legendary uh, talk radio host roger hedgecock the uh, former mayor of san diego is on the line you know this is more of an essay question roger as opposed to being ripped from today's headlines but i can't uh, can't resist where's the republican party going to be post trump and and what's it going to stand for
1: it's going to have to regroup isn't it obvious i mean the, the conservatives have given up the number one thing that they have talked about for 75 years that i know about and that is, uh, fiscal, uh, uh, cons- you know, conservatism, uh, uh balancing the budget and uh, not, uh, borrowing so much money. I mean, Trump has borrowed more money on a per year basis than, than Obama ever did. I mean, we're 22 trillion and there's no way at a certain point you can even conceive of that being paid back. And yet here's Trump demanding that the Federal Reserve, and they may have already done it this morning, lower the interest rate and in effect, uh, you know, lower the value of the dollar. To be more competitive internationally, at the same time everybody else is lowering the value of their currency in a race to the bottom, while well, we accumulate huge debts that can't be paid. I mean, there's going to be there's going to be a moment of reckoning here in all of this when people stop buying those bonds and when the a government can no longer <laughs> coerce people, uh, like the uh, 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 teachers' union uh, pension fund in California, to buy these things. So I'm I'm a, I'm really a kind of wondering with you. What happens after Trump? Because there's no other Trump, and 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 you you get these people like Pence and everybody else, kind of conservatives in a more traditional mode. What are they going to say about the eight years they spent running up a bigger debt than Obama did?
2: Wow, and you know you could end up with the situation if the Democrats nominate one of the uh, the Santa Claus candidates and and they lose forty five states, so the Democrats would have to completely figure out what are we. Uh, what are yeah. we? Uh, and and the and the Republicans would have four more years of Trump, but then they'd they'd be in a complete what are we situation. You have both parties <laughs> really starting from scratch. What what are we now? Hmm.
1: Well, that's a very good point. As a nation, what are we? What are our values? Are we really still faithful to the Constitution, or is that just such a, a mirage at this point uh, that we're so far past constitutional restraints on government that it's uh, we might as well throw it out? Uh, or are we going to re- recommit to? a limited government whose function is to preserve our liberty
0: boy I, I i dream of that day i'm not sure it's ever going to happen so uh roger hedgecock you're not old enough to be my dad unless there's like some teenage pregnancy thing going on but you're old enough to be my cool uncle like the one who slips me beer at family gatherings <laughs> when i'm <laughs> When I'm just 18. Uh, so let me ask you this as a guy who's been an observer of politics for a very long time. There's so much of politics that just is disgusting and dumb. And, and I just I, there's days I just can't stand it anymore. I remember the brilliant Charles Krauthammer used to say, listen, that grubby, dumb stuff is the way you get office. And once you have office, you can do the good and beautiful stuff. Do you agree with Charles? What, what do you say to our listeners who find themselves just exhausted by this stuff?
1: Well, it's been true forever. Uh, it isn't something in our age. Uh, politics is a dirty, messy business. One politician, a friend of mine, used to say that you never want to watch laws being made, and you never want to watch sausage being made because it's the same problem. Uh, this is a, you know, this is a, a, a universal thing that getting together and hashing out something that all of us can agree, or at least a majority can agree, is the way forward is always a messy business whether you're talking about a dictatorship witness Maduro in Venezuela and the problems he's having uh, and uh, or or she uh, in in China or it's a democracy uh, witness Britain and trying to come to grips with brexit this is a messy business uh, and people have to realize that it's a messy business because people are messy people uh, you know we, we have a lot of conflicting internal uh, things going on as marianne williamson pointed out my favorite democrat candidate by the way marianne williamson <laughs> right. pointed out last night i mean i want that bumper sticker i'm for marianne and yes i'm high
0: <laughs> <laughs> so in other words you're slapping the beer out of my hand at the family reunion <laughs> and saying grow up you naive little sap
1: okay yes and get a job <laughs> yeah. get your air. <laughs> final comment any ex-
0: you have any expectations for tonight's
2: debate what are we going to see
1: Well, Biden, of course, is the focus. And I think, as you pointed out last night, uh, he's bound to be to look foolish and old and and out of it. And he carries 50 years of baggage. And I think that the hope that the the Democrats hope for a centrist candidate that can um, uh, fool the public into voting for them again so they can get in and enact all this uh, socialist stuff anyway is going to go down the drain tonight. But we'll see what happens. Biden, of course, is the challenge. Uh, He knows it. He knows he blew it the last time with Kamala Harris and all that talking over each other didn't help him. He's going to have to come out shining tonight and looking in command and presidential, or I think there's going to be some real trouble for him.
0: Roger Hedgecock. Roger, we have to do this again soon. Thanks a million.
1: Love it. Thanks,
0: guys. Great. Thanks for the time. He's a good pundit. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. And just I, a hell of a likable guy. Too. I know, he, uh, you know. Roger
2: thinks that. You You think Biden's going to go down in flames. If he goes down in flames, man, this thing is wide the hell open. Oh, I know it is. And that's when you wonder if uh, Oprah, Gavin Newsom, I don't know, somebody
0: comes out and thinks it's wide open. I might as well. Right. Well, and listen, uh, prognostication is worth squat once the event happens so I apologize for wasting your time. But you tell me what in his past or present would indicate to you Joe Biden's going to come out like a champion tonight. You tell me. Please, please.
3: Joe Biden is a dummy. And it ain't (laughs) going (laughs) to happen. Dummy.
2: We got got more Dummy. And a bunch of other stuff on the way. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Join the conversation, won't you?
0: Armstrong and Getty. The truth, spread the
1: truth.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Hey, you can now buy matching Hawaiian shirts for you and your dog on Etsy. You know, in case your dog also gets divorced. <laughs>
0: Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. David
2: Spade's funny, and he's got a new talk show on Comedy Central, and he doesn't oh, do politics.
0: See, that's funny.
2: I think it's Seth Meyers. because their voice is kind of similar. Uh, and Just similar. A bit, uh, yeah. I wonder to their what Their inflections are similar. Yeah, they are very similar now that you mention it. I wonder to what extent Seth Myers is a disciple of David Spade. Because he'd have been the perfect age to be really into him. I see a lot of similarities in their style. Yeah, I'll bet I'll bet Seth Meyers was huge into David
0: Spade when he was like a high school kid. Yeah. And then ended up being the head writer for Saturday Night Live years later. Yeah. Well, here's some exciting news, ladies and germs. Uh, Lisa Marie Presley is said to be ready because she's in terrible financial trouble. I saw this. Ready to drop the blockbuster book about... Elvis and her husband, Michael Jackson. Remember that?
2: She has got info that people have wondered forever about her dad, Elvis, and her
0: mom, and that whole thing. Yeah. And obviously the Jacko stuff. Now, the gallery books, uh, folks, uh, and I quote, uh, the book promises shocking revelations about Michael Jackson and a completely new understanding of Elvis. I don't know that I need a new understanding of Elvis, honestly. First of all Elvis has been over discussed in American society not under I think we and get it he, he was he was he was uh, on the
2: cutting the early edge of this sort of thing we now edge they say we now <laughs> all get
0: <laughs> sorry rock stars killing themselves with drugs so well not only that yeah he was a, 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 a handsome super talented sensitive kid from the country he had w- global fame wash over him it freaked him out and he ended up dead it's it's tragic, but I don't know how much more I need to hear about that. Um, anyway, so but uh, we'll we would say. all
2: like to know more about Michael Jackson. Why, why, why did he? Why was he? Mar- what's he doing? What was he marrying you for? Why did Why did he marry
0: that other grown woman when he seemed to be into small boys? In 03, uh, she said, "I believed he didn't do anything wrong, but I wanted to save him." She's said in the past he chose drugs and sycophants over her. Well, I'm sure that's true. And nine-year-old boys over
2: her. If if she's going to deny the reality of that, well, it ain't going to be much of a book.
0: So just a little follow-up, if I might. How many of you people saw the movie Blue Hawaii? I've seen it, Elvis.
2: My wife and I listened to that (laughs) on on YouTube (laughs) just the other day. many (laughs) times? If you've never listened to that, it's hilarious.
0: Oh, Elvis's rants during his extended uh, residency in Las Vegas. Bellboys, Jack, freaks that bring your bags up to the room. (laughs) Like to rip their tongue out by the roots. (laughs) Well, I'm uh, yes. strung out They said I was strung out I was sick man I was sick I
2: ain't never been nothing but high on music in my life ladies and gentlemen never cheers hey, Woo.
3: hey. I will you're
2: not obviously'm tongue out, tongue out the roots.
1: roots
0: right so you know he would he'd be completely pilled up. I mean, rattling like a, like a Tic Tac dispenser <laughs> and, and denying that he ever did drugs and flying to see Dick Nixon. Then he'd go up on stage in Las Vegas and sometimes the pills would get the better of him and he'd just unleash on these rants as these wide eyed, mouth agape housewives from Omaha would sit there in their seats thinking, what the hell? Uh, but some of it's pretty entertaining. Maids, bellboys, the little freaks who bring your bags up to the room. <laughs> I like to rip, rip, rip their, well, anyway, I said that already. So a little, uh, a little follow up. We're a days ago about the utterly idiotic, were it not so insidious speech codes on the colleges in Colorado State. Their, their draft speech code got released and was full of all sorts of crap. I mean, just this, this, only in the bubble of academia, where everybody's competing like rats for the last scrap of meat to show how enlightened they are, could this bubble up to the top. But they were saying that st- all sorts of things students shouldn't said shouldn't say, including "hip hip hooray," because that had its origins in Nazi Germany. Well, number one, if nobody thinks of it that way. It doesn't matter. And number two, that has been refuted by major U.K. universities, dictionaries, linguists, everybody. It dates back to at least 1830, if not older than that. It's clearly an English thing. And if the Germans did it, well, who cares? So not only are they just psychos, ideologically, but nobody ever stands up and says... Not only is that harmless, but that's not true. That's what the atmosphere is like in academia these days. You don't dare stand up to the lunatics. It is just cuckoo nuts. What's next hit in your hit news? Hip
3: for academia. What's in your news, Marshall? Bernie Sanders on fire at last night's debate. Awesome. Yes, he was.
0: Yes, he clearly was. You're wrong. Fully inflamed. Armstrong and Getty.
3: Marshall Phillips, hit us with those headlines. All right, my friends, a clear divide between leading liberals, Senators Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, and the more moderate candidates. This was all central during last night's presidential debate. Warren and Sanders both advocating, among other things, Medicare for all.
1: If you want stability in the health care system, if you want a system which gives you freedom of choice with regard to doctor or hospital, which is a system which will not bankrupt you the answer is to get rid of the profiteering of Thank the drug sir. companies and the insurance companies. Both to Medicare for All right,
0: with with all due respect, to Uncle Cuckoo. I mean, some of those things are absolutely problems. But the idea that making government in charge of all medical care is the solution? Are you insane? What planet are you from? Yeah, Jonah Goldberg's tweet
2: last night was: "I like the idea that socializing medicine will reduce bureaucracy." Yeah, and that's, no, that's, I, I don't know how you come to that conclusion, but but big government people have felt
0: that way forever. Well, and to quote uh, Craig, the Obamacare uh, guru, these blanking fools want us to hand our entire healthcare system over to the same bureaucratic machinery that told us eggs and meat are bad, carbs and margarine are good, and sugar doesn't make us sick. That ignorant political machine is a primary reason we're all so sick to begin with. Well,
2: and even more than that, to my mind. You got an example out there. It's like you ran an experiment. What would government health care look like? Let's create an entire medical system for our veterans and see how the government would do at running health care. A dry run, if you will. It's on display.
3: While Elizabeth Warren turned out to be the most tweeted about last night, New Age author Marianne Williamson waking up this morning as the most Googled candidate. As for what caused the spike,
2: she's gonna write a book and just kill it. She's written
0: like eleven. <laughs> well, I know, but yeah. nobody knew who she was. I didn't know. I didn't know
3: who she was. Right. Oh,
0: every well, nobody knew who she was. She's got the, the the Oprah anointed oils on her. Oprah touched her head with the sword.
2: Yeah, the Oprah crowd. She was, uh, which is a very big crowd. She was. She was known in the Oprah crowd, but I'd never heard her name in my life. Yep. And and now you know, I'll never forget her. She's gone main <laughs> main mainstream.
3: The uh, spike, according to Google, was set off by her comment about a dark psychic force in regards to the Flint, Michigan water crisis.
4: If you think any of this wonkiness is going to deal with this dark psychic force of the collectivized hatred that this president is bringing up in this country, then I'm afraid that the Democrats are going to see some very dark days. We need to say it like it is. It's bigger than Flint. It's all over this country. It's particularly people of color. It's particularly people who do not have the money to fight back. And if the Democrats don't start saying it, then why would those people feel that they're there for us? And if those people don't feel it, they won't vote for us, and Donald Trump will win.
3: Thank you very much, Ms. Williams. Tell you what.
2: well, She's a little out there, but she was on her game last night. The most interesting thing I learned today is that she's 67. So apparently the crystals and the chakras and the sleeping in the the chamber, (laughs) it's
3: good for your health. After the debate, Williamson was asked by a reporter, how are you going to beat Trump's dark psychic force?
4: With love. Let me tell you something. Only light casts out darkness and only love casts out hatred. He has collectivized hatred.
3: What
2: but she's not a, did that she's, come from? But she's not a Christian, right? Because those are all Christian lines.
0: Yeah, well, I am not going to wade into that because I don't want to read and she... 7,006 emails. <laughs> I will tell you this. She became a student of, a devotee of this like 1,200 page or I can't remember uh, series of revelations that some doctor, psychologist, psychiatrist uh, gal in New York in the 70s had. She believed Jesus was speaking to her. Uh, you know, uh, Amanda, woman. Okay, and, so she didn't wrote take it all stuff. down, and the stuff I've seen is very Jesus-y. Well, that was. I'm not going to get that into that. Was straight uh, out of the Bible. Don't, don't argue with me by email. I don't want to read it. <laughs> argue with Joe. I won't read them. <laughs> but so she's out there preaching love and understanding and light, casting out darkness, and the rest of it. Um, and and uh, you know some uh, some self helpy versions of that as well. Gotcha. So it's it's not. It's not crazy. I couldn't identify that thing around her neck. I thought it was a cross to start with, but it was some cross-ish sort of thing. I wonder if that's part of that whole, uh, my Jesus is better than your Jesus uh, I don't know. thing that she's into. But mm. uh, So anyway, yes, yeah, so that's how she came to the fore. She became like the world's number one authority on that Alterna Bible.
3: Just announced this morning, the Trump administration says it will set up a system allowing Americans to legally access lower-cost prescription drugs from Canada. Health and Human Services wow. Secretary uh, Alex Azar making the announcement today. Azar himself, a former drug industry executive, says U.S. patients will be able to import medications safely and effectively with oversight from the Food and Drug Administration. Wow.
2: So Trump Trump tried to do this whenever it was a couple of weeks ago, and we thought it was solved, and the courts said no uh, for a variety of reasons. But if he, if he manages to take this one off the Democrats' plate... And it is
0: solved. Oh. That's that's gonna be that's gonna hurt the yeah. bees. Oh, it's gonna kill them. This reminds me so much of, of Bill Clinton and the way he operated. Putting aside the whole intern groping thing, he was a brilliant tactician. Um, uh, politically speaking, you know, used a cigar it, like a wand. <laughs> yes, yeah, stop it. He, uh, you know, the triangulation, the figuring. Okay, what advantage do they have? How do I make that my advantage? This would be a brilliant stroke by uh, Trump. All right, my friends, it seems like... And it... I wouldn't mind seeing drugs be less expensive.
2: <laughs> seems Oh, like... yeah, Bernie had some good lines last yeah. night, and I've seen him on the campaign trail. But last night in Detroit, he was able to say, Five minutes across this border! And you can buy this drug for half the price! You know, it is. That's the easiest impersonation to do in the world, is the Bernie
0: saying, everybody... I disagree. Uh, mine's <laughs> way better than yours. Everybody you can do it poorly. But to do it well. Everybody... To capture the nuance. But everybody does a decent Bernie.
2: There are a lot of impersonations, you know. It's really impossible to do, but everybody does. You know who
0: it is. It's a good. It's a good impersonation if you can tell who it is, right? I will grant you that. (laughs) I feel like Nuriev being told that anyone can dance. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, That's hilarious.
3: (laughs) It certainly seems like it's getting harder to keep track of the different types of moons there are after a year. (laughs) No kidding.
0: Where did all these moons come
3: from? (laughs) After a year of blue. Red wolf and super moons, not over yet, my friends. Tonight, we have another one a black super moon. Now, Ooh. you you ask yourself, What is that? Well, a black moon is pretty rare and happens when there are two new moons in the same
0: month. I'm... It's Black Moon History Month. So, it's a, a black super moon? Is that what you say Yes, it
3: yes, it is.
0: Uh-huh. But will I be able to
3: see it, or will it just be all dark? Well, it's going to be pretty dark. It's going to be pretty hard to see. But uh, the... well, what about it's so black? I... So I can claim it's anywhere to my kids. Then, right? right? Yeah, it's right, right. there. The yes. black supermoon.
2: Well, yes. I'll go to bed. I don't see it. <laughs>
0: yeah, I it's it. coming for your soul when you sleep. Just take my word. That for was it. Sean's burning. See, dead <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah.
1: everybody knew what that was. <laughs>
3: Anyway, the black moon is the second of two new moons in the same month, and a super moon is when the moon is at its closest point to our planet, which it will be tonight. There you go. Run for your
0: lives. (laughs) Or sacrifice something. (laughs) Right. Yes.
1: A
3: a
0: chicken or a virgin, if you can find one.
3: (laughs) There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, C. Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Apparently Laura Ingram does a Bernie Sanders
2: impersonation that has a Russian accent to try to add the whole Soviet thing to it. Really?
0: Yeah. Wow. It's a little I, twist on I, it. I, well, I give her points for, a, you know, degree of difficulty. Mhm. That's good. You know, I have this thing is just echoing around in my head and I really want to say it, but it's so serious. We've ended this segment on such a delightfully cheery note and I just I don't know. I don't want to uh, dr- we got a bunch of texts
2: about the Bible and Marianne Williamson that you can respond to. Oh. Gosh. Whether or not she's a Christian or Leave whatever. Leave
0: me alone, you bully. <laughs> uh, that's between you and God. Don't, don't, you don't have to sell me. And your talk show host. No. Your favorite <laughs> talk show host. No, no it's not. It's <laughs> none lines
2: of my business. Are
1: open. Yes.
2: <laughs> forget that I forget that I brought it up.
3: <laughs> oh boy.
2: More analysis on the way. Stay tuned.
3: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty
2: Show. So we don't want to analyze this thing to death, I guess, but and we already have. So um, realizing that uh, you know most of you don't listen to the entire four-hour show, so I want you to get a little dose of what happened in the debate last night with the. Uh, to so me, being,
0: can you play that short version of the Elizabeth clip? Because that's 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 really the gist of the whole thing. Let me promise this to you, my friends. Right after we do this, something that will appeal to everyone. I like that. I, think
3: I don't that, understand why anybody goes to all the trouble of running for president of the United States just to talk about what we really can't do and shouldn't fight for.
2: I, well, I, I appreciate that. That summarizes the entire... uh the, contest it summarizes the entire contest um and you're on one side or the other of it as a democrat i guess um well if i were john delaney for instance i would have said and you looked like bill the neighbor from king of the hill right sean just sent me a side-by-side of john delaney same guy it's the, the the it's not it's not dale gribble we all know who he is Hank Hill's friend. Hank. Right? And we all know Boomer because he can't talk. But his other friend, Bill, was a barber, I think? Yeah, Army barber. <laughs> That's right, the <laughs> Army barber, who was wearing a tank top a lot right. uh, and standing out there in the alley with him. That's who John Delaney looks exactly
0: like. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's shocking. But anyway, if I were him, um I would have said, no, I didn't run for president to say what we couldn't do, but your ideas are ludicrous. They won't work. You're a crank, and somebody ought to call you out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's as simple as that. But that's the whole game. All right, summarized. So, so a couple. of... Oh, did we want to do your choice? That other tape? I don't know. How long is it? Ninety seconds. <sighs> we can right, stop it, it,
2: it at any time. Yeah, I don't. What do you? Say? I haven't
0: heard it. P.S. Do you say yes or no? I think it's fine, and it, it's it's just a basic. Fine. It's fine. Fine. It's fine. Eh. All right. Fine I remember an old associate of ours used to yell at me for using the word fine. What does that mean? That doesn't mean anything. I thought it was nice. Oh boy. <laughs> nice fine. It's the same word means nothing. <laughs> so ah uh... You're wrong. Uh, is it insightful?
2: Uh it it's confirming things that we already know to be true. Jack We'll let it roll. And we'll shut it off. we don't like it. This is MSNBC. I look to channels like MSNBC to uh, evaluate this sort of stuff. it ain't my ball game.
4: Where Democratic voters are, the folks who are going to vote in the primary versus where general election voters are. there are some interesting divides here. this question of Medicare for all without private insurance. That was a major part of this debate tonight. You see, Democratic voters, more than two to one, support this. 64% support, 31% oppose. Ask the same question to all Americans. General election voters, the folks who vote in November, very different story. 41% say it's a good idea. A majority, 54%, say it's a bad idea. How about this one? How about decriminalizing border crossings? That obviously came up again tonight as it did the first debate. Democrats are split on this question. 45 support 47 opposed how about all voters general election voters overwhelming opposition on that 27 66 another issue wow. you heard about this is nat- national health insurance should there be a program that makes it available to undocumented immigrants again among democrats basically two to one support for that proposition 60 really to 32 among general election voters complete wow. opposite and one more that came up late in the night that question of reparations payments amongst democrats 46 support 40% say, bad idea, among all voters, again, twenty-seven, sixty-two. So you see those sort of wow, moderate that's, candidates. that's good this-
2: enough. So it's almost entirely oh. uh, either 50-50 Democrats or Democrats approve of it, and then two-thirds of that's three-quarters the, of the general election population says, no, we're not going to give illegal immigrants health care, and yes, crossing the border illegally is illegal. And I do think it's interesting wow. that that was aired on MSNBC after the debates.
0: Yeah. You know, I was just handed this from CNN, winners and losers from the first night of the debate. Number 1 winner was Bernie Sanders. What were you watching? So, a totally different uh topic. Y- you can condemn something 100% and still want to understand it. Heard the story, maybe you heard it too, a news story um about a Navy SEAL who's going to spend every day of his natural life in another 70 years behind bars. For repeated child molestation and child porn. I don't want to go into it any farther because it's sickening. A guy with the discipline of a Navy SEAL, the self-control of a Navy SEAL, a guy who could deny himself pleasure, the pleasure of not being in horrible pain to become a Navy SEAL and to stay a SEAL in good standing, to be a child molester, uh, Just over and over and over child molester. What is that? They'd have called it a demon back in the day. How can an impulse be that powerful that a guy like that can't resist it and indulges in it over and over and over again? And it's even worse than that. Again, I don't want to bring you down.
2: I know people that are incredibly successful in every area of their life that requires a tremendous amount of discipline that are alcoholics. It's just the one thing they have no control over.
0: Yeah, I get that. I don't know and why that works that way. I, nobody knows. Well, and everything that happens in your brain is chemical, but I kind of get that one more. Wow, that's just so incredibly troubling. Someday we'll figure out what kink in the human mind or soul causes that, and maybe we'll be able to, to, to get rid of it. But it just uh, blows my mind. Yeah blows my mind i hadn't heard that story and i probably don't want to yeah but. yeah sorry to bring it up you know me mr killjoy mr serious about everything mr oh God, he showed up axios <laughs> well i'll save this for my final thought which is now
2: right yeah okay Whoa!
0: I decided to go with wool instead of yeah. <laughs> the song says
3: yeah!
2: Yeah, I'm mixing it up. That's and the... she's
0: buying an escalator to heaven. Do you sing that along, too? That, that
3: was the house mix. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everyone. Hey, Marshall Phillips, what's your final thought? I have confirmed there is indeed a Marshall Phillips Road in Vermont, and I want to thank the fine folks in that state for the extreme honor naming this vital artery after this humble newsman you gotta steal a road sign oh and by the way i am available for any ribbon cutting or celebratory parade you would like to have
0: me serve as your grand marshal you know it'd confuse people if you donated and got that sign this section of marshall phillips uh, boulevard cleaned up by marshall phillips that freaked people out positive sean your final thought Yes, uh, Pete
2: Buttigieg, edge, edge, they say, uh, continues to be the most impressive candidate on any stage that he stands on, from my perspective.
0: He's too young. He's be 80-plus. If we're were
2: 1992, back when people talked like that, he'd be in good shape. People don't talk like that anymore.
3: Michelangelo, your final thoughts? Uh, yeah, Joe Biden tonight, he basically needs to throw his podium and scream to all the candidates, You want a piece of this? Bring it on! (laughs) I may be old, I can still kick your butt.
0: (laughs) Wow, beautiful, Jack. Do you have a final thought you'd like to share with us?
2: Yeah, on that theme, Axios is reporting that Cory Booker and uh, and others on the stage are going to take a page out of Kamala Harris's successful, in quotes, to me, attack on Biden from last debate, and that's their plan for tonight. Go heavy at
0: Biden, Biden heavy and hard on race stuff. We'll see how that goes. My final thought is, thank goodness, Pennsylvania authorities have apprehended the woman who peed on the potatoes at a Walmart. Your potatoes are now safe, although I'd wash them nonetheless. Gotta be a drunk thing, right? Well, yeah, or completely crazy. Yeah, she didn't look crazy. What does personally.
2: that mean? I don't know. <laughs> you look
0: crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Bernie Sanders looks crazy, but he's no potato peer. No! So he's you, not crazy. No, you make an excellent point. Yeah. I stand corrected. <laughs> She doesn't look crazy. Armstrong oh, and Getty. she doesn't look potato-peeing crazy.
2: <laughs> Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday.
0: Go, please, to armstrongandgetty.com. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. If you want to make a comment or just something we ought to be talking about, send it along. I think tonight there will be fireworks. I mean, I thought last night would be a snoozer,
2: and tonight will be fireworks. We'll see. Joe Biden will come off as a way past his prime old hack. Oh, That'd Mark be fireworks. something.
3: rephrase uh, what you're doing.
4: I don't think the Democratic Party should be surprised that so many Americans believe yada, yada, yada.
0: Armstrong and Getty.